everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and I just want to thank you for joining me today. Hey, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe to the podcast, make sure you do that now so you don't miss an episode. Well, this season is all about the power of your story, and we've already heard stories of healing from heartbreak, freedom from insecurity, and women who learn to trust God with their identity and their purpose. And in this episode, we are going to hear another powerful story, but we're also going to hear about the stories that impact our lives. You know, the story that we believe about God has an impact on our spiritual health. And the stories we tell ourselves and keep replaying in our minds, they have an impact on our mental health. And the story we believe about ourselves has an impact on our lives and on every relationship that we're in. So today, I'm so excited because we have a special guest joining us. On the show, she's going to be talking about turning the page on anxiety and depression so that we can live the healthiest story for our lives. So let's jump into today's episode. So we're going to jump into part two of this conversation. And Deb, you've written some amazing books. I'm really excited. I haven't read Reset yet because it just came in the mail, but I'm very excited about it. But in your book, Are You Really Okay? You just have so many powerful truths to be able to help people to be able to live out the story that God has for them, even in seasons where they may not be okay, right? And one of the things I love about your book is you really help the reader understand that struggling with depression and anxiety is not a reflection of your spiritual health or your your strength of faith. And can you share just a little bit about about why this is so important that that we as believers get this because I think for a long time yeah those of us in the church we did not get this. Yeah. You know, that's the sad reality and unfortunately it's something that is not from very long ago. I mm-hmm. I remember just recently having a conversation with a pastor and I was in the thick of postpartum depression. Wow. It's kind of just coming out of it, right. you know. And he didn't know that. And we were having a conversation about depression. And I remember him saying, true believers don't suffer from depression. Oh, wow. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you shouldn't suffer mm. with depression. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm in the middle of <laughs> the suffering <laughs> right now. And I'm a true believer. Yeah. I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the 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 thorn in my flesh right now. Mm-hmm. This is the the weight that I am carrying in this wow. season. Mm-hmm. My character isn't off, but my chemistry is. And I think sometimes we think of it as a character issue mm-hmm. rather than a chemistry issue. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is a character thing. Sometimes True. we're depressed mm-hmm. because of things in our life that mm-hmm. God wants to purge from our life. But there are also times when it's truly our chemicals mm-hmm. and things going on. And sometimes those chemicals are actually affected by stress. Right. High levels of stress mm-hmm. increase cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone. When cortisol is increased in our body, 
it hijacks our serotonin and dopamine, which mm -hmm. are the chemicals in our body that help us feel good. So when I have all of this stress, it can actually chemically mm -hmm. begin to impact how I feel. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important for people to understand that it's not a reflection of your faith. Right. It's not a reflection of your strength. Sometimes it is a reflection of things that need to be adjusted, mm -hmm. whether it's hormones, whether it's schedule, whether it's what you say yes to, whether it's boundaries, whether it's relationships that need to be adjusted. But it's not a reflection mm -hmm. of your faith, your love for the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I think it's important for us to have healthier conversations. Right. I look at the seasons when I went through depression as some of the seasons that were the catalyst for growing my faith because I needed Jesus. Mm -hmm for every minute mm -hmm. of every day. Wow. You know, I needed him to be right by my side to get through some of those really hard mm -hmm. seasons, mm -hmm. especially postpartum. And I even had perinatal depression at some point while I was pregnant. And so if it's a faith issue, then I'm even more depressed mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, so what, what do I do? Something's wrong with my faith, mm -hmm. you know, when really what I needed was counseling and medication to get me back to baseline right. and help me get back on track. And the Lord was a huge part mm -hmm. of that. Right. But I just think we have to do a much better job. When we struggle with diabetes, you go to the doctor, you get insulin, and you get mm -hmm. your blood sugar on track. When you struggle mm -hmm. with cholesterol problems, you go to the doctor, you get medication, right. and you change your diet, mm -hmm. and you do what you need to do to right. get your cholesterol on track. When we struggle with depression, we don't know what to do with it. We lay hands and pray. We ask for demons to be removed. <laughs> we give mm -hmm. you Bible verses, but we don't actually deal with the chemical imbalance. Right. We don't actually deal with the brain. We don't actually encourage counseling and, and all of the things that help us heal. Mm -hmm. So I just think we're finally on the verge of having better conversations mm -hmm. surrounding anxiety and right. depression and learning how, how to handle it in the church. I, I love that. And I love that, you know, you're just out there with it. I mean, just like, you know what? This is what I've struggled with. I think it takes authenticity, testimonies of authenticity yeah. to help others come into the light because not everyone, you know, has the background that you do. You understand medically, psychologically, mentally and emotionally how this all works. And a lot of times because of, you know, maybe someone doesn't have the knowledge or their upbringing, you know, a lot of times, a lot, especially in the church, you know, a lot of people have mass depression because they feel like it's been a sign right. of, you know, of either sin in your life or demons, you know, but I love that there is something so powerful about just bringing the truth into life and yeah. to bring it in the light. It's like, listen, you, if you're going through depression, if you're going through anxiety and you need help, get counseling get medication. And there is no shame in any of that no. because so many times you have to get to the baseline yes. so that you can begin to have conversations, begin to feel like exercising again. Right. All, those, exactly. all the things that you need to do, you know, you know, you need to do it, Right. but you need some help getting to do what you know you need to do. <laughs> and, and it's not that we're taking spirituality out of it. No. I mean, I know mm -hmm. spiritually there's a war happening. Absolutely. And the, the enemy knows mm -hmm. that depression and anxiety are a real thing, and he can poke me at times mm -hmm. when I don't want to be poked. Mm -hmm. You know, So there is a spiritual component That's to right. this, just mm -hmm. like I believe there's a spiritual component to any physical illness too. Like mm -hmm. the enemy knows how to use our weak That's spots, right. mm -hmm. but we have to be smarter than that. Right. And, and we have to know, we have to have tactics and tools right. mm -hmm. in order to overcome the attacks of the mm -hmm. enemy. Right. So it's taking scripture and God's truth, but it's also doing what we need to do to get our bodies right. 
on the path of mm-hmm. healthy. Yeah. Okay, a couple things. What do we need to do to get our bodies and our minds on the path to healthy? Well, we'll there's a couple of ways we'll tackle this, but mm-hmm. if you're feeling like you're struggling right now with anxiety and depression, I think the most important thing is to assess the severity. Mm-hmm. So there's mild, there's moderate, and there's severe. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, true clinical anxiety and clinical depression start affecting your body. That's kind of how you know that it's gone to the next level, where you're not sleeping at night or you're right. sleeping too much. Mm-hmm. Your appetite's off, you're eating too much, or you don't have an appetite. I love food, and I know that I'm off when my appetite is gone and I just can't mm-hmm. eat. Like, I know my body's starting to feel like something's yeah. wrong, you know, mm-hmm. that feeling. That never happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> you just love food they so never, much. <laughs> it's always like, I love it, and then I love it a lot. Like, when I'm going through stress, yes. I'm a stress eater. For you, eater, it's so like It's the, the other way. The yeah. other way, yeah. 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 It's so the bowls know. of ice cream at 10 yes. o'clock. Okay, sorry. And for some people, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's eating too right. much. Mm-hmm. It could also affect your concentration brain fog, Mm -hmm. feeling like you can't think, your memory, like you can't have retained focus. It affects your desire, Mm -hmm. like something you used to be excited Mm -hmm. about. And now you're like, I just don't have the energy motivation to do this. I'm not excited Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. I don't have the drive that I used to have. It can kind of fill you with apathy, irritability. Mm -hmm. You have a shorter fuse. Mm -hmm. So it starts to affect your body. And that's when you know you're kind of creeping into a new territory. Right. So this is, we have to be aware. You know, it's funny. Sometimes we just go through life and we're like burning out and then we're nearing the, this, all these signs are going off and we're just ignoring them mm-hmm. until we break down. Right. But what would happen if we could tune in mm-hmm. before the breakdown? Right. The preventative maintenance little mm-hmm. by little, just kind so of good. tuning in mm-hmm. and seeing the signals of what's going on in our body. Like I said, it's not a it's not necessarily a character issue, but it they're signals. Right. Right. What, what are these signals telling me? Mm-hmm. And and everything from counseling to medication to boundaries mm-hmm. in your life. To, uh, to to learning how to pause and be mindful. One, I know you haven't read it yet, but one reason I'm excited about Reset is because it's 31 practices that can help you in bite-sized pieces learn to stay healthy emotionally. And the very first practice is to pause mm. because people don't take the time to pause yeah. and say like, what is going on inside of me? Let me like clue in. Let me just tune in. You know, when Job was going through his crisis and he came to the Lord, you know, one of the first things the Lord said to him, pause for a moment and listen. Mm. Job, you got a lot going on. Yeah. Pause. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just pause. I love that. And we live in such a go, 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 go society that we don't actually pause to Mm -hmm. look for the signals of how we're actually doing Mm -hmm. and what we need to tweak and Mm -hmm. change. So we're we're ignoring the signals. The alarms are going off. Right. And we're just plowing through as if they're not. Right. And so I think an important part of it is for us to even begin the process of having insight and awareness. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many details we could talk about, your nutrition, your exercise, your medications, your counseling. There's so many parts to holistic healing, but I think Mm -hmm. the very first step is to pause and take inventory of what's going on inside of your your body and your mind. And that's such a great habit. Like I love that, you know, there's going to be practices. I can't wait to read it. Um, But I think that pausing daily and then having extended times to pause and reflect. And I know for me, I had never, you know, I, I hadn't really dealt with depression, anxiety. And so when anxiety hit me, 
I did not know what it was. Mm. And um, you shared in the past episode about you know a panic attack. Well, the first time I had one, I had no idea what it was. You probably thought you were dying. I thought I was dying. But for me, it really hit me at night. I couldn't sleep. So I yes. just actually thought I had a sleeping problem. Right. And that I started to get very, you know, I just thought this was how it's going to be. We were in a season of COVID and there was a lot of stress and strain. And so I just thought sleepless nights were now a part of my story that, mm. which led to the short fuse, which led to the foggy brain, which led to a lot of other things. And for me, um, you know, anxiety, when it finally hit me, that this is what I was dealing with. And anxiety was a warning flag. It was the yes. flag. It, it's not sin. It's not, you know, it's it's not a a, a deep issue. I mean, it's it, It's rooted in deep issues, but it's not sin. It's this warning exactly. flag. Exactly. It's, it's a not signal. the problem. It is it's not like, a sin. It is there's a something wrong and you need to deal with it. Yes. And so it was, it was a journey. And so I think a lot of people, like you said, we go through life, we're not self-aware. But that first key really is about pausing, being self-aware, and then, you know, recognizing some of the things that you need to do. And like I said, there's so many great resources that Deb has to really help you out with this that we're going to put in the show notes. And I just think it's really going to encourage you. How important do you think community is when it comes to healing in this depression, anxiety, and trauma? Huge. I just look at my own personal journey. I'm a people person. But even so, community was so key for me to have people mm -hmm. that I could rely on, people that knew what I was going through because right. I'm not Instagram doesn't know what I'm going through, right. you know? And all the people out right. there in the world my my readers don't know what I'm going well they don't they know now because they read it, it's all in the book. <laughs> but at that time, I needed people that I could trust to hold my hands up and right. say we have faith. You you take those steps that you need to take. Mm -hmm. You take that medication when you need to take it. You do what you need to mm -hmm. do to get yourself to a healthy right. place. I needed encouragement. I needed mm -hmm. support. I needed yeah. God's people to be speaking mm -hmm. truth when I was too fuzzy to hold on mm -hmm. to that truth for myself. Yeah. And that's what the body of Christ should be. Like we're a hospital mm -hmm. for people who need help. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's what the church is, mm -hmm. especially a healthy church. Right. You know, right. I love Christ Fellowship <laughs> because you guys stand mm -hmm. for all those things of helping people heal. There's no shame in the process. Right. No. In fact, mm -hmm. it's scary when you come and tell us you don't have anything to heal. Right. Like exactly. that's a red flag. That's you know? the red flag. That's the warning. Yes, exactly. I love that. And I I think that um, that you know you just you hit the nail on the head, and I think that having people in your life that you can be authentic and real with, and I I just really believe you know Deb that your story is going to just write courage in someone else's story because I'm sitting here going, if you're a licensed counselor, right, right. you write books on this kind of stuff, and you're dealing with it, then. Man, how many, you know, how many of us that were walking through this and and there's some some kind of shame or some kind of mass that we're keeping up the mass, but it's it really is time, you know, to find the person that you trust, to find the people that you trust, those that are going to come alongside you, hold your arms up, believe for you when you cannot believe for yourself. Yes. You know, that's what biblical community does. And that's why I think it's important too. We talked about counseling in the last mm -hmm. episode. Why it's important to have a Christian 
Yes. Counselor. Yes. I do believe that when you're looking at healing, you're looking at it in a holistic way, spiritually, Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically, and mentally. Yeah. And 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 Jesus needs to be a part of the healing process. Mm -hmm. We need to allow him to speak into it. I think sometimes people are kind of heavy on one side or the other. It's either if it's not in the Bible, we're not using it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But when your toilet is clogged, you don't open the Bible to find answers for that. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. call a plumber and hopefully he's a good yeah. Christian plumber mm-hmm. that can mm-hmm. help you and charge you the honest <laughs> fees. We've he got should. some of those. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It, it, but, but why then, when we're depressed mm-hmm. or something's wrong with my mind, am I afraid to get the help I need? Right. So we take God's truth and we elevate it, but we also take the truth that God has given us in science and mm-hmm. psychology, That's and right. and what we'll realize is mm-hmm. they go together. Oh yeah, they go hand. Yeah. In yes. hand, yes. because healing was God's idea. Mm-hmm. It's not our idea. It's yeah. His will for yeah. us to be healed. I love that. Science is just an explanation of God's creation. So yes. when you bring those two things together, there's so much power and healing. And I, I so agree with you because when we're going through a hard time, we don't need someone that's just going to make us feel good about ourselves. Right. We need someone that is going to remind us. Of, of the truth of God's word to remind us not, you know, not just what, what we can do better or be how we can be better, but to remind us that the truest thing about us is what God says about us. And there's so much power in the word of God. And, um, and I'm such a believer in Christian counseling. And I think that, you know, that it is so important that, that you find someone that is going to really be able to invest in the emotional, relational, but also spiritual man, because if not, you are missing out on the power that the Holy Spirit has to bring into your situation. And yeah. so I love that that's what you do. You always like open the door for the Holy Spirit to come in and do the things that you can't do, yeah. the things that no one else exactly. can do. Exactly. So if you just say, you know, you have a friend right now, because many of us have walked others through this too, but if you are walking alongside someone right now, what in community, what can we do to help someone that might be going through trauma, anxiety, mm. depression, um, and what is really not helpful? <laughs> yeah. Well, the most important thing is validation and mm. just helping to affirm the mm. reality that this is normal. Right. You're a Christian. Mm-hmm. You're struggling. Normal. Right. You know? Right. Okay. We're all, mm-hmm. We all go through it at times. People need to feel validated mm-hmm. to know that their pain is not unique. Mm-hmm. Their pain is not intimidating right. to God or to, or to the brothers and sisters in Christ. It doesn't mean I have to know how to counsel you, right? but I should not be intimidated by mm-hmm. your journey, your mm-hmm. story, your pain. And so we walk with people when we can validate their pain mm-hmm. and, and, then, and then help point them toward healing. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we just affirm their pain and leave them there rather than affirming and saying, okay, let me help you get to the next step. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Do you need... A babysitter while you go to your counseling appointment. Do you need a ride? Do you need help? Do you need help around the house? Do you need help with laundry? Mm -hmm. Don't just say, hey, I know you're struggling and let me know if there's anything I can do. Right. No, I know you're struggling and here's what I'm going to Mm -hmm. do to help you. Mm -hmm. And validate their pain and and encourage them. I think you have to be cautious with regards to not making them feel like Bible verses are going to make it go away, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't encourage them with God's mm-hmm, truth, mm-hmm, you know? Right. I, I loved receiving Bible verses when mm-hmm, I was struggling, mm-hmm. even though I needed a community around me to right. help walk me through. I needed someone to come watch my kids. Mm-hmm. I needed some help in different practical areas of my life. So do that 
and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, like speak God's truth into their life, but also practical help. Right. Give them a copy of Are You Really Okay? Yeah. You know, yeah. tell them to listen to it on mm-hmm. Audible because sometimes mm-hmm. when you're in the thick of struggle, it's hard to so focus true. enough to read, mm-hmm. you know, just to show them there's people out there who are going through this. Right. You are not alone mm-hmm. and nobody is immune. Yeah. Um, one one small step mm-hmm. towards healing and, and helping a person journey towards mm-hmm. healing can really go a long way. I love that. I love that. I remember when I was going through a hard time, I had a friend and we would just take really long walks and that like I felt like I got like a double portion of help yes. because walking was great you for increase me. Increase your serotonin. And, yes, and, and you get to talk I got to be things. with a friend. And so there's just so much power in that. Taking just taking the long walk, being there, um, lifting a load, picking up the kids from school. I love all of that. What's not helpful? What is not helpful to say or to do when someone, when our friend or I think the first thing that comes to mind is to make it not a big deal. Yeah. Like, well, you know, other people are going through much harder things because to you, this is the hard thing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. or is there sin in your life that you need to pray away? I mean, hopefully we're not <laughs> at that level with the people listening on yeah. this podcast that you mm-hmm. wouldn't say something like that. But I do think we have to be careful in how we talk about depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Just like that one pastor said to me, true believers, mm-hmm. be careful with what you say, even in passing, because you don't know if that person is currently struggling. He didn't right. know right. that I was in the thick of depression when he said that. Right. So even when you're in a conversation with people and you don't know what mm-hmm. their struggle are, be careful of how you talk about the right. struggle. Are you inviting them to lean into Jesus with their struggle? Or are you making them feel ashamed mm-hmm. and pushing them away. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. be open about your own struggles. Because I love that. that fosters mm-hmm. a culture of honesty and vulnerability mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. openness. When you lead the way, well, I can too then. Right. I can go there too. I can't even tell you how many people have reached out to me with their own healing journey mm. because they've witnessed mine. Wow. They've read about mine. Mm-hmm. They've realized, oh my goodness, like, we're all struggling, and right. and and I and if I have freedom to struggle, I also have freedom to heal. Yeah, like there, I I can do this, mm-hmm. and so share your journey too, and and model vulnerability mm-hmm. so that other people can follow along and heal. I love that, and I think the only problem, the only difficult season that we can't make it through is the one that we try to get through alone. Yeah, and so we were created for community. We we're created for community with our heavenly Father, and He wants to heal us. He wants to bring healing into our lives. And many times he uses the people that he's placed in our lives to do that. So that's so beautiful. Ending on kind of a light note here. So a lot of us in all in our testimony, in our story, when we look back, there is maybe a portion of our story that might be cringeworthy or maybe a prayer that we are really thankful that God did not answer in our younger life. So is there any like maybe fun, cringeworthy part of your story, maybe even something, maybe a mistake you made in counseling. I don't know, just something that would like give us a window into... Well, I have to be careful here because my daughter's (laughs) in the room. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And Ella, you are not allowed to read my old journals because if you saw the list of boys I wanted to marry as a junior hire... awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, (laughs) that you did not answer those prayers. I love it. All the things that you think you want Mm -hmm. and the Lord's like, I have better for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Ella, you're going to be our next guest on the podcast and you're going to 
tell us the cringeworthy <laughs> prayers that that weren't answered. Once she but goes home and reads the journals that are sitting in in the in the chest at home. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Deb, this has been so rich, and I am just so believing that there is going to be healing and freedom that is released in relationships, in trauma, in depression, anxiety, because of just the seeds of truth that you planted today. Yeah. And so our prayer as a so good sisterhood team is that these seeds would be watered, that you would take the seeds of truth that you've learned today and that you would begin to water them, that you would pause and just invite the Holy Spirit to every situation that you're in, that you would be the friend that goes on the long walk, that that believes for your friend that maybe they can't believe for themselves. But we're so honored to have you. And you know, as I said before, all of the resources, Deb's resources are going to be in our show notes. So don't miss any of them. And we cannot wait to see and hear the testimonies Mm. of strength and healing in the days ahead because of what you imparted on our So Good Sisterhood listeners today. So thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. We are so honored that you guys even make the time to listen to the podcast, to, to leave a comment, to share the podcast with others. And we're looking forward to next week when we have a discussion with our Sisterhood panel about everything that we talked about today. So until next time, we love you and we'll catch you next time on the So Good Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.